still look pretty. The podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sit Still Look Pretty podcast. We're your hosts, Vanessa and summer and like we always say we're so happy to have you guys here with us this is another commercial awareness episode as i'm sure you guys are aware and this episode we're going to be focusing on the traffic light traveling um covid19 passports vaccine passports um with a few statistics a few facts that we found in recent news obviously this isn't an entire concrete um fact-based episode because it's as you guys know is changing um all the time but we will be giving updates as until now and we'll be giving our opinion how we feel about it again not to impose our opinion on you guys but that is kind of the point of this podcast to let you know how we feel about this stuff so just before we get into the main body of um, today's episode just a little housekeeping I guess from Summer and I so we decided last week that from now on we will be releasing Sit Still Look Pretty podcast episodes every two weeks this is uh, partly mainly for two reasons actually one it's because we want to give you guys a bit more time to digest some of the episodes that we put out because some of them are very thought-provoking we'd like to think I mean let us know if they're not but some of them are very thought-provoking and we do we do want to hear you guys talk about them more on social media and talk to talk about them to us and let us know how you guys feel about them so for that reason we kind of want to give you guys more time to generate some discussion and just have some more time to sit with it and think about some of the points that were raised in the episodes and then secondly we're gonna start doing this from now on mainly because we have graduated as you guys know and have started our own professional lives so that means that we are both working Monday to Fridays and we well I work very long days I work pretty much 11 hour yeah 11 hour days so when it comes to the weekend I'm pretty much wrecked when it comes to recording so I want to well we both want to put out episodes that are the best of us that embody us and convey clearly what we are talking about so we're not just you know some zombies talking about nonsense uh on on the on the podcast so yeah that's that's it from me just wanted to let you guys know that from now on yeah no go, go on from <laughs> um yeah like just linking to that like obviously we want to produce the best content for you guys and particularly with the commercial awareness series in particular um doing it bi-weekly just means that there's a lot more content and there's a lot more facts and statistics that we can discuss and we can talk to you about in more depth I feel like doing it um doing them weekly meant that you know we didn't have all of the information and then by the time we would put out an episode it would have already changed or the opinion would have already changed and 
you know people would be saying oh but what about this now and it's like oh like that wasn't there when we re- when we recorded it you know so now we're doing stuff like this um particularly when we do our discussions on covid for example um as we we've mentioned a few times i think it gives us a lot more time to get a lot more of information and a lot more of a wider understanding i feel like a lot of you guys are also of the opinion that you know you need to kind of know as much as you can possibly know about a topic and if we're sitting here giving you podcast episodes on you know a wide variety of topics it gives us time to ensure that we're producing and giving you the the best kind of the best content um in a way especially when it comes to information yeah Um, we don't want to put out episodes like it's hot bread you know (laughs) (laughs) literally literally that um but yeah so let's swing right into it so I think we'll start with um traffic like traveling and we'll also talk about like the vaccine passports and um the COVID-19 app because obviously as you guys know like the the pandemic hasn't come to an end per se but we're like trying to move out of it and there have been different steps and in in this and being double vaccinated and you know things like that so I think first traffic light system our opinion so obviously if you got some of you guys a lot of our international listeners as well may not be aware of the traffic light system in the UK so obviously there are the pandemic has hit everyone it's it's been a global thing that's genuinely what a pandemic is and in the UK specifically our government have taken the approach to tier different countries on traveling so there's green which is like safe to travel um you might not have to isolate when you get back um you may not be required to do a pcr test if you're double vaccinated things like that and then you've got the amber countries which are classed as countries where you will probably have to isolate when you get back and may even need to isolate when you when you're there but obviously that's down to the discretion of that country as well um and those ones you'll probably have to do a pcr test and if if you are not double vaccinated or even had one vaccine and then the red ones the red countries which you are they strongly advise refuse almost to um allow you to to travel to to those countries um or you will have to vac- uh, isolate if you know it is for a business endeavor um and things like that um so obviously recently we've seen the with the rollout of the vaccine and obviously it went in a tier system again of like age group and priority and things like that a lot of people I think in the news recently that a lot of people went to Mexico um a lot of people that were double vaccinated went to Mexico because it was initially on the green list everything was fine and then while a lot of people were there a lot of um British citizens traveling from the UK were there um it went back to to Amber and there was obviously some people like oh I'm stranded like I don't know how to get home or like they were like now I have to pay £2,000 to move back because there's obviously a range of costs from PCR tests to new flights to um, isolation hotels and things like that because not in all countries or even in the UK your isolation isn't paid for especially if you're going on holiday for leisure rather than business endeavours if you're going on for a business endeavour a lot of the time it may be paid for the company that you are you are travelling for or even the country that you're traveling to. Um, Some people said that they're just going to stick it out in Mexico and pay more. Um, 
for the hotels and stuff to, to extend their stay there and in the hopes that it will change there are a lot of families that were isolated in Mexico so I think it's been like a really crazy whirlwind because as you guys have probably seen especially our UK listeners the changing of the traffic light system is has moved really rapidly it was it was once a week that they were checking it and they were changing it or they were altering it um, but instead the government have come out and said that they're going to review it every three weeks um so I think that's that's more beneficial I would say um in regards to to families is in particular traveling and people traveling for leisure um and I think obviously they've taken that decision because obviously a lot more people are vaccinated now than obviously in summer 2020 when no one was vaccinated so yeah I think if you don't if I'm gonna sound a bit like I can't remember who it was that said this, but I'm just going to recite it. And if it rings a bell, then it, it does. But if you can't afford something once, then if you can't afford something twice, then don't buy it. And it goes the same with these holidays. People, I know that people are frustrated and people are, they've been confined to their homes for so long and the world's been falling apart and they've really been wanting to travel and they haven't been able to and everyone's been wanting to get out like believe me I haven't traveled since summer 2019 so I share the frustration I share it I want to go on holiday too but what I don't understand is you kind of take a risk like you kind of know that when you go abroad that you might there's a there's a chance that first of all maybe someone in your plane might test positive for covid so then therefore you're going to have to um isolate you're going to have to quarantine there is a possibility that you yourself might test for covid and therefore might have to self-isolate and quarantine for the foreseeable future uh there's a chance that uh, that country might literally transition from amber to red or from green to amber vice versa whatever um whilst you're traveling like it's just nothing is certain it's so volatile it's just anything could change at any minute so Mm. what I don't understand is how you can in good faith and in good conscience board and go abroad and think that everything is just going to work out in your favor and then I mean, I don't feel like everyone's going to think that because it's going to work out in their favor. I think it's got to a point where people are just so desperate to go on holiday and to get their lives back. That's kind of the attitude that I've and, got from reading a few. And I, I mean, I have the same attitude. Like I want yeah. to go back to normal. But at the same time, if I'm paying for a holiday, I have to automatically factor in the cost that what if I get stuck there? What if I have to quarantine? What if I have to self-isolate? So you have to factor in extra money. What I don't understand is people who go on holiday who have like spent, I don't know, the last, say, 600 to a thousand pounds in their bank account trying to go on holiday and then they get stuck there and they're like okay well we don't have money and now we have Mm. to stay here for the next 14 days or even Mm. longer 
that's what I don't understand I mean I think it's I think there's going to be a new deterrent I think even the government has have clocked that as a deterrent because on the 12th of August the cost of hotel quarantine is increasing now so for single adult travelers to quarantine it's going to cost initially around about average is like 1750 pounds but then it's going to increase to 2285 pounds and then and a second a second additional adult will be like 1430 pounds and obviously this includes like pcr tests and you know all of the other costs that come into into traveling obviously bar the tickets and the the um your luggage and you know things like that but i just think you know imposing that higher increase in price is a reflection of the fact that they understand that people really want to get their leisure time back and they really want to get back to their life but you do have to factor in that you are traveling still in the midst of a of a pandemic you know covid is still a thing vaccines don't they're not a uh, what would you say vaccines help you fight the virus they don't get rid of the virus like COVID-19 many scientists have come out and said that it's always going to be a thing it's just if you're vaccinated it's going to be how quickly your body can can fight it and then therefore how less likely it is to spread amongst a mass of people as it has done in the past you know almost two years now. I mean I think it's just utterly ridiculous that you expect to go on holiday as normal and expect to pay as normal and then when things go south and like I said you have to fork out an extra I don't know 2k 3k for the quarantine abroad there and for the quarantine back here it's just like it's ridiculous I mean you know and in a way it makes you double take like is this worth even Mm. traveling to I think the quarantine of the cost the cost of the quarantine that you were talking about the increase is I think when you come from red countries but when you come from amber countries you're just expected to isolate in your in In your your own vicinity yeah yeah what I don't understand again and perhaps forgive me if I'm wrong or I sound ludicrous or crazy or whatever but um the virus is the virus right so you could you could Mm. you could equally as you could bring it from a red country you could equally have it from an amber country and what I don't understand is just the difference in isolation like okay I get that the the likelihood when you're returning from an amberless country is a lot lower I get that but it does it's not none you could still have it yeah and the fact I feel like that's the same with the green countries it's not zero yeah and the fact that you're trusted to quarantine in your house like did you not take public transport on your way from the airport back to your house like Mm. you know what I mean so it's stuff like that it just makes you it makes me think I mean, literally, like a few episodes ago, two episodes, I think I said to you guys how obviously I was isolating because I did go to watch the final of of the Euros. Um, Insert sad emoji. Um, But I did realize that my isolation was 10 days, not 14 days. And that did take me aback a bit because I don't, understand the difference in the four days you know what I mean like if you're gonna lessen it why only for four days less 
like it didn't it didn't make sense to me like I feel like a lot of the information that we've been given and the attitudes towards the amber green and red countries have been quite confusing we've had conservative MP Hugh Merriman say no he's a chairman obviously of the Commons Transport Select Committee um if you guys don't know what a select committee is they are the the people the groups of people who more evaluate um government decision produce reports on them um and things like that he said that the PCR tests are really expensive for travel and they're an unnecessary ripoff and a they barrier are. to affordable travel. I do think they're really expensive for I think what they they're are. a money-making machine. They are a money-making machine. Because that's the, the like this links to my point. Like obviously the decisions that are being made made by the government, I feel like a lot of it is money motivated. Oh yeah. Like I understand, I understand that obviously we lost so much revenue. We lost so much, like our eco, eco- economy our economy crashed massively obviously during the pandemic because not many people could go out you know loads of the hospitality and you know airports and things they had to close obviously but I would like to see a breakdown of the pricing and the decision making like I understand that the government obviously may not have the amount of time to actually sit there and give us reasons behind every decision that they're making but for clarity I feel like there's a lot of inquisitive people out there who are quite confused you know you have these people who have gone to the countries like Mexico and then a week later it's now been put in the ambulance and now they're confused like I genuinely feel like it's 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 a whirlwind of of information that no one really understands I think it's it's also in a way a deterrent. So because you have to you're not just have you don't just have to pay flights and hotel and transport and etc all of the costs associated to going abroad. But now you have to add an extra I don't know. I don't even know how much it is. I think it's about a hundred pounds for a PCR test. I thought the hundred pound the PCR test was like two hundred pounds. Anyway, one of those. And it's, you don't just have to get it on your way there, but then you also have to get it on your way back. So that's like, what, £400 they have to just set aside just for the stupid tests. Like, it's just, to me, it just it's capitalism at its finest. That's the way I see it. But, I mean, a lot of things I mean, capitalist, but... Yeah, I mean, I genuinely think it is it is a capitalist. Like, I have read this opinion quite a few times, especially on social media with um, a lot of different people, TikTok, LinkedIn. A lot of people have been saying that, like, the citizens are paying for the pandemic as if they're the ones that um, cost the country the losses, basically. And obviously, none of us cost the country the losses unless you are... I would just like to say the people who know that you have COVID and are still going out, I would like to say that that is absolutely awful. I've seen a few that happen a few times, but anyway, um, like we are not at the cost of the pandemic. We have not caused it. And I understand that we all have to lump in and, and work together. You know, we do live in a democracy. We do live in um, a way where the people that lead us are represented by the majority of opinion who wish for them to lead us and you know they have to make decisions and a massive part of the conservative manifesto is the economy it's always underpinned their theory about capitalism and and um those that work hard rather than the many I would 
probably say a bit of a juxtaposition I... to Jeremy Corbyn, but I do think that it's just really expensive. I also think in a way it's it it's like one of the factors forcing you well not forcing you but I guess manipulating you into having a vaccine because some countries when you travel abroad that and if you can prove double vaccination you don't have to pay for a PCR test so I could be wrong but I think some countries don't require it and in in that way it makes you just kind of like it not forces you but it kind of forces you to have the vaccine if you get what I mean like because then if you get the vaccine then you don't have to pay 400 pounds for the PCR test so that you can go abroad you know what I mean but then equally what doesn't Uh, make sense to me mm. equally what doesn't make sense to me is the antigen tests right because some countries and I think in particular Croatia because that's the one that I read about and that's the one that I know that accepts it but like um, there might be others I just don't know but Croatia was on the green list and I think it still is and they accept on arrival a negative antigen test now an antigen test is the one that the NHS supplies to you for free it's a lab flow test right so you can get it for free and then you don't have to expend any extra money but then some Mm. countries require PCR tests and those countries yeah. are still green list countries that require PCR tests. And then some yeah. countries don't require any PCR test or any antigen flow test if you can prove double vaccination. Uh, it just it's just yeah. nuts to me. I think that I think genuinely, I think the main thing is that like in I was literally talking to to my friend Olivia about this. Um not long ago but the lateral flow test isn't as good as the pcr test a hundred and yeah the one that we obviously the lateral flow test is the one that um the poorer communities those in society that are poorer will obviously go for because you don't have to you don't have to pay for it it's free but the pcr test is so expensive that you know even if you're not going on holiday i understand that we're talking about traveling here but let's just look at the cost again a little bit um they the poorer communities can't can't pay for 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 those tests it's too expensive for them to pay for those tests but those are the ones that produce quicker results better results like and are probably more efficient and more effective so again it it begs the argument that who is really the priority in in the pandemic you know you've got not only the cost difference between the lateral flow and the PCR test, but you've also got now these variety of countries who are asking for different tests. It's not one co- cohesive test. Like if all of the countries asked for PCR tests, I think it would be different. I think no one would have anything to say about it. Obviously people would have something to say about the expense, but no one would really have anything to say about the tests that they're requiring. But then, you know, you, you have to sit here and, and then take again and be like oh wait hold on it's not up to our discretion what test they require because it's that country's government's like decision to make but I just I just feel like it's not 
we're not informed enough even now like we've been living in this pandemic for two years almost and we're not even informed enough now and the again the further divide the economic divide that is creating between the poor and the rich you can see from those who are going on holiday um who don't have any problem with traveling to and from paying for pcr tests and things like that and then obviously the poorer communities who um can only get lateral flow which aren't effective or as efficient as the pcr tests so it's just causing even more of an economic divide a socio-economic divide i'd say and i think it's very apparent uh, apparent apparent in in the decisions to travel and the costs around traveling i think as well is, is coming to light a lot at the moment um we've seen a move um just a little bit of an update a move towards this whole amber amber plus kind of weird subcategory now in regards to to the countries that are you're okay to to go to so obviously amber is like as I said earlier, you are strongly advised n- not to go. But if you do go, have to take, you know, the required test um, upon arrival and upon return um, would require isolation. And you've got this whole Amber Plus situation, <laughs> which is a it lot just, more harsher. It's a lot more closer to the initial red than just, the Amber. It just never fails to amaze me how when the world is falling apart, they still find a way to make money. And it just never fails to amaze me. Like, because even with the Amber Plus, like you still have to do your 10 days of isolation. So it's, it's kind of the same as the red, but you're still allowed to pay to go. Like, you know what I mean? It's, I feel like it still comes down to the money situation. You've inserted this Amber Plus, which initially would have been red. Let's be honest, it initially would have been red. So why not just make the red harsher, the amber as it is, and leave the green? Because you still want people to go on holiday, even though there's a risk. Just call it amber plus. Like, I just think it's ridiculous. I genuinely think it's ridiculous. And I feel the same way about, like, the constant change of the country. So the countries moving from amber to green are Austria, Germany, Slovenia, Slovakia, Latvia, Romania, Norway. And then the ones moving from red to amber, India, Bahrain, Qatar, and the UAE. And then moving from amber to red is Georgia, Mexico, La Reunion, and Mayotte. And then moving from amber plus to amber is France. But I, in my brain, amber plus, again, is the equivalent of red. Like, what's the difference? What makes it amber plus and what and not red? I don't I don't understand the traffic light system and it does make me it does make me um scared, but apparently the government are looking to it quietly. I'll quote this for you. The government are expected to quietly scrap the amber plus category in the next review, with France moving to the amber list, like you know permanently until decided it can go to green or red depending on obviously what happens um this was said three days ago so you know we'll we'll see really really what what happens with that that was from iNews that quote um I just 
like Amber Plus just solely is about the quarantine, but then you have to pay for your quarantine. Unless obviously it's a business endeavor and the company pays for it, which is fine, or you're allowed to return to your your own home. But obviously it's come at the cost of the beta variant and everyone's quite worried about um, this new variant if you're not double vaccinated at least, or even vaccinated one time as well. I think it, I think again it's put it's going to put a lot of pressure. This uh, this traffic light system is going to put a lot of pressure on those who don't want to get vaccinated. Like, there's a lot of reasons why people don't want to want to get vaccinated. You know, um, you know religious beliefs or distrust in the government or people being anti-vaxxers. Um, we're not here to discriminate against any opinion. Everyone's entitled to their their own opinion, of course. But I think this is the government inadvertently putting pressure on those who don't wish to to get vaccinated, and again making money doing it at the same time. Sorry, this sounds so conspiracy theorist, but that's genuinely how it looks on the out front when you don't have all of the information. You know, I mean, it's just uh, they always find ways to make money, just always. So I mean, you know, they have to try and boost the economy somehow, but. I'm not sure. I mean, everybody has their own opinions on that. Like, is this ethical? I just want to know the breakdown of the pricing. I just, that's literally, I want to see it. Like, that's just me, but I would like to see it because I would like to see how this makes sense. I'm not sure. The short answer is that it doesn't. (laughs) I'm not sure. But um, in the mention of anti-vaxxers, I think we should swing onto um, vaccine passports and how we feel um about having to not only disclose it but also using your vaccine passport to not only travel now but there's this floating rumor around that you may need it to enter clubs and and nightclubs and bars and things like that let's let's talk about how they because uh, the younger population is the highest to be not vaccinated Mm. how they're planning to incentivize people young people to get vaccinated by giving them like free kebabs and what kind of stuff yeah no way yeah like no way tell me you're trying to manipulate people without telling me that you're trying to manipulate people no way like look are you I'm kidding not, me i'm not an anti-vaxxer right but this just doesn't sit right with me like bribing people to get vaccinated and then, i mean you can't force anyone to get vaccinated but trying to manipulate them with free then, things is and wild. then you say that you have a problem with obesity yeah That's my true. drop I mean, it happens a lot with, you know, with September, October time coming up now is is university. And I think um, a few of my friends are going back to do their master's or finish their undergrad or um, PGCs and things like that. And a lot of their universities have emailed them and said, like, obviously, it's not mandatory, but we would really highly recommend that you will be vaccinated, double vaccinated, at least um, by the time you come to university and you know like the nhs covid pass if you you know require that then you know you can get that but the whole two jabs nightclubs came before the university said anything and i know that's because of freshers week and you know um 
like the influx of students that you get internationally and stuff like that as well um going out to have a social life from September onwards end of September onwards usually so I think it's just it's I think you can see a trend in the government decisions also manipulation btw um like you're saying you're coming out and saying you know that this vaccine is you should take it it's good for you but it's still your decision but then you're you're basically cutting off everything else so that they have no other choice but to take the vaccine. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean like that's not yeah. autonomy. I mean, the university and college union said that students should have been prioritized for vaccinations to ensure that as many as possible had the opportunity to be vaccinated by September by the time they have to go to university because yeah. it would have prevented this whole if there will need to be a delay in you know who can go back when they can go when they because people are going to be moving all across the country moving internationally um and stuff like that so a lot of like um university unions and things have said that it's appalling the way it's been handled but again I don't really know if they could have handled it any other any other way I don't know if we had the manpower to handle it in any other situation I mean like I said and I will keep saying People should have gotten vaccinated for the benefits of the vaccine. If the benefits of the vaccine aren't enough to sell you onto getting the vaccine, then that's your problem. But mm. I just don't think that it's right or ethical, as a matter of fact, to just edge young people to get the vaccine like that. Like, I just, it just doesn't sit right with me. I just don't. Like, oh my days, I just got a literally, I just got an update. Food delivery and taxi companies are off, are to offer discounted meals for those who have got their COVID-19 jab. Yeah. Like that is oh. just, it just doesn't sit right with me. You're literally buying people to get vaccinated. This is my problem with the news that timing couldn't have been more perfect I think the universe is listening to me but um (laughs) the universe listening to this podcast episode before it even airs um but I feel like um there's a weird perception of students in the media and with the government like I feel like they look at us as if we are um we can be bought bought but not only that like very naive gullible quite reckless quite immature like I understand a lot of people a lot of the time when we go to university we're fresh out of sixth form a lot of us have never lived by ourselves and things like that but I don't think we're so susceptible to manipulation and and we're not that naive so the the presentation of us constantly with this whole yeah we'll give you freebies if you get your vaccine like like teasing a baby with a lollipop kind of vibe like I don't understand why they they portray us in that way especially I think the COVID-19 situation has high highlighted how much they this they is view what us I'm in that way saying, if the benefits of this vaccine alone aren't enough to entice you to get the vaccine then clearly you have a bigger problem than just not being able to convince young people to get the vaccine yeah oh, from who i've spoken to it's mostly older generations and those in the bame communities with their distrust towards towards the government who don't want to get the vaccine i don't see any young people not wanting to get the vaccine a lot of the obviously my my 
experience is not concrete it's not the general but from my own personal experience a lot of people my age a lot of my friends you know 20 younger and plus even up until maybe about 25 26 even they're all still saying like yeah like I got my first jab every we're all the ones posting about it being making people making tiktoks about it being like look these are my symptoms educating people on it like it's our generation that's doing that I don't see the older generations that's doing that so this portrayal that you know we need to be given free stuff in order for us to get the vaccine and you know we are the naive ones and we're the ones that are causing us to like the pandemic to last longer and things like that that we've seen and you know they're the reckless ones that are traveling across the world I just find it very odd that they're I feel like they're looking someone to to blame other than the fact that we are living in a very unfortunate time and you know we're all kind of helpless we're all kind of supposed to be going through it together I think it's causing more separation than togetherness I think we I, that's just my own personal opinion especially yeah. with the vaccine passports and and there's like that because vaccine passports let's be honest vaccine passports for nightclubs that's not going to bother anybody else apart from the youth let's be real yeah and it's just again unnecessary I find it strange yeah it's like it's just first of all it's discriminatory Mm. if anything it's against human rights because you're discriminating you're you're mm. categorizing people based on whether they've had a vaccine or not. You're mm. deciding whether to let people in based on whether they've had the vaccine or not. Mm. And that's just nuts to me. Like th- th- when you have... Like I understand why, but like at the same time, you can't force anyone to do anything. Like, yeah. Like, dude, like I know people who've been double vaccinated and have been bed bound with corona like bed bound mm. like riddled that's crazy like that's almost the thing like you're dying. still gonna, you're still probably going to no one's saying the vaccine is going to stop you from getting covid that's not what anyone's saying but it's, it's going to help give your you a milder version yeah yeah it's supposed to help you fight it a bit more but it's just you know there's a lot of like i was speaking to one of my friends the other day because he posted that he doesn't really want to get the vaccine I said to him like you know no not to discriminate or anything I'm just genuinely curious as to your opinion as to why you don't want to get the vaccine and he said that he just doesn't feel like there's enough information about it there's been offers of three or four different varieties of vaccine to three or four different varieties of, of people in in society and he doesn't feel comfortable with the vaccine knowing that he doesn't really know it's like a he I think he described it as a um as a risk in the sense that you don't know what's going to happen after that you know it's like a test a test run almost and he said that it came out really quickly and it was you know rolled out even quicker and no one is there's no constant it's just scary scary to me how it's kind of almost like shoved down everyone's throats that's what scares me like the Mm. the the percentage and the rate at which it's just kind of like given to everyone you know what I mean Mm. like I'm not I'm not refuting that it probably works or whatever like yeah like I'm not refuting any of that 
but it just scares me how quickly it's just all happening like it's yeah it's like hot bread you know what I mean and now Mm. with these incentives like uh you know free rides and free stuff like that like Mm. you shouldn't need an incentive to get a vaccine at the end of the day it's not an operation you shouldn't make someone have an incentive. You yeah, can't force like, someone to have an incentive if either. Someone on their own accord, having weighed the pros and the cons and decided that they want to get the vaccine, if that's not happening, then why are you gonna like basically Because I feel like with the vaccine passports, it's gonna cause a divide in society. Oh, sorry guys, I can't like say you go to university. And you meet some people and you need vaccine passports to go to the club, right? And they're like, oh, like, we're going to go to this club. And they're like, oh, sorry, guys, I can't go. And you're like, oh, why can't you go? And then they're like, oh, um, I don't have a vaccine passport because I didn't get the vaccine. Boy, is that going to cause a divide in flats in at uni and friendship groups and everything? Because everyone is obviously entitled to their own opinion and their own beliefs. So it's just going to cause further disparities in society. I feel like it's going to really, like, obviously there's anti-vaxxers in society naturally anyway. But I think this whole vaccine passport situation is going to elevate the, the, the discrimination and the, I guess, resentment towards a range of different people. I mean, look, we're sat here, like, what, almost two years later since Corona Mm. happened. And we're still, like, it's better, but uh, just everything is just, like, it just doesn't make sense. Everything Mm -hmm. is just happening, like, way too weirdly. and um, Lack of information. Yeah, and like I said, the way this vaccine is progressing and it's just kind of being shoved down everyone's throats. It's like, I feel like you should let people decide for themselves if they want to have it or not, rather than just taking away all the nice things in life Mm. to force them to have it so that they can get those nice things back. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, it's nuts um but anyway i think we're gonna wrap this episode up because we've been here for a while and we don't want to you know bore you guys off but we've left you some intense food for thought i guess and we'd love to to hear what you guys have to say regarding this uh, topic regarding vaccine passports regarding Mm -hmm. traffic light system and um yeah text us let us know talk to us yes lovely yes definitely definitely but yes we are so grateful that you guys have stayed to the end and i hope that we've given you a lot of food for thought and we'll see you guys in the next episode thank you guys thank you